What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Next Level Freedom Church podcast. My name is Trenton Cruz. I'm the lead pastor of Next Level Freedom Church in Jackson, Missouri. If you're seeking a church family that can help you grow in your relationship with Christ, or maybe you just want to check us out online, be sure to check out our website, www.nextlevelfreedomchurch.com. I hope today's episode will inspire you and encourage you as you fulfill the destiny God has for your life and fulfill your divine purpose in God's master plan. Thanks for tuning and God bless. How many of y'all feel God in here this morning? He's here. If you're missing in, there's no one to blame but yourself. Amen. Amen. God is in the house this morning. Uh, we got evangelist Aaron Miker, Michael, I almost called him Miker, I don't know where that came from. Michael is in the house this morning. Uh, if you're tuning with us online, thank you so much for joining with us online. Wish you could have been here, because God is in the house, but we pray that you're going to get exactly what it is you're supposed to get by tuning with us online. My name is Trenton Cruz, I'm the lead pastor of Next Level Freedom Church here in Jackson, Missouri. And today with us, we have a special guest who is going to be speaking. He spoke for us just the last day, or yesterday, last couple of days we've had a move of God. He spoke with us last night at our Freedom Conference, and he's back with us this morning. And I'm just going to turn this over to, welcome please, Aaron Michael. Good morning. Turn to that person next to you. Just look at them right in the eyes and say, good morning, beautiful. It's so good to see you all. It's such an honor to be back with you guys this morning. It was so wonderful here last night with what God did uh, and everybody and myself and my family. When we left, my oldest daughter and my wife were telling me i noticed at one point my little girl was over there face down and she said daddy i just couldn't quit crying i felt jesus at five years old i thought that was the sweetest thing thank you sir so just to know that even my little girl was touched by the lord last night man just such an honor such an honor and i want to give honor to this house the pastors the team for fostering an environment where god can touch Every generation. Multi-generational ministry is a ministry that will survive and will thrive. A multi-generational ministry is a ministry that has the heart of God. And uh, just thank you guys for what you've allowed God to do in my family personally with us being here. So uh, we've been blessed, and we pray that y'all have been blessed as well. So I'm, I'm excited about what I'm going to preach about this morning. Uh, it, I'm, it's going to be a little different in that I don't know how preachy I'll be, which is hard for a Pentecostal boy to say, but uh, uh, I'll probably more than likely teach more because I really want us to get what it is that God wants to say, and I want to dig into some things that are going to help us. I want to preach this morning on the subject of healing. Uh, healing is a multifaceted thing because we, we know of healing externally, the healing of our bodies. There's also internal healing that needs to take place in our life. One of the things about God is that God is a holistic healer. He doesn't just heal part of us. He wants to heal all of us. He didn't just die for our sins, for our heart. He died for our healing as well. 
and that is healing in our heart, in our mind, in our body, in every part of our life. And so that's what I want to talk about today. So if you've got your Bibles, turn to the book of Mark chapter 5. And y'all bear with my voice. I preached it out last night. Mark chapter 5, and we're going to start reading. It's a very familiar passage of Scripture. It's the woman with the issue of blood. Or How many of you are familiar with that story in Scripture? Wonderful. So it's by far one of my favorite passages in Scripture. This and the woman that was caught in the act of adultery, I've preached on those two passages of Scripture more than any I have in the Bible because there's so much meat there and there's so much that we can take into our own lives from that. So Mark chapter 5, we're going to start reading in verse 25 through 34. And I'm reading in the King James Bible. Uh, the way that it's worded in the King James really specifically speaks to what I feel like God wants to key on in today. And so, funny story before we read this. So this this is the trials of, of a preacher that travels somewhere. I brought the wrong Bible for this message. So I, I texted Pastor Trent this morning. I was like, hey, buddy, can you lend a preacher a Bible? I need the King James. So thank you for coming through. So, and a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. I'm going to pause there for a minute and really lean into this because here you have this woman who the Bible says was dealing with this issue for 12 years and was so desperate to be healed that money was no object. And obviously she was a woman of means of her day, and had spent literally everything that she had had, gotten to the end of her rope, trying to get better by all means necessary, but had only grown worse. Sounds to me like she's in quite a desperate place, wouldn't you agree? Spent all that she had and only had grew worse. When she heard of Jesus, she came in the press behind and touched his garment, for she said, if I may touch but his clothes i shall be whole everybody say whole and straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague and jesus immediately knowing in himself in himself that virtue had gone out of him turned him about in the press and said who touched my clothes it amazes me in this passage of Scripture because Jesus is walking down the road. A grand parade of people are with him, probably hundreds of people, and everybody is touching him. But there was something so impactful about this one woman when she touched him that it garnered his attention, so much so that he had to stop and say, whoa, 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 whoa. Who, who touched me? Who, who really touched me? Who didn't just come around me? Who touched me different? Who knew something different about me? And that's where a lot of the church is right now. We're so comfortable with being around Jesus. We're so comfortable with being in his presence. We're so comfortable with going through the motions, just like the people in the passage of this scripture. But this one woman had something inside of her that was so needing and so longing for Jesus that when she touched him, he couldn't help but stop and say, who, who touched me? 
There's a difference in touching God when you know about God versus when you need him, when he's all that you need, when he's the only hope that you have left. Who touched me? And here, here's what blows my mind. The disciples, oh my goodness, the disciples said, thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou who touched me? Notice the mindset of the disciples. They're baffled by the fact that Jesus is asking, who touched me? Like, you don't see all these people here that are touching you? Jesus looked around to see who had done this. But the woman fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Healing is an amazing thing. Healing is multifaceted. Like I had spoken earlier, there is the healing of our bodies, but there is also a level of healing that takes place on the inside. One of the things you must understand about healing is that God wants to heal you from the inside out. God is not so attached to the superficial that he does not forget about what's going on inside of us as well. The Bible says that we have a God who is touched with the feelings of our infirmities. That means he feels what we feel. And in the passage of Scripture we just read, here is this woman who is so troubled internally that when she touched Jesus, it wasn't that her finger touched the hem of his clothes. It was that what was inside of her touched what was inside of him. And there was a level of healing that was unlocked when the deep things in her touched the deep things of him that he had no choice but to stop and recognize somebody touched me in a way that I hadn't been touched yet today. And this is the God that we serve, that in the midst of all these people, he would stop and take his time to address one woman that had a need that was so magnanimous that she knew that the only source of help that she could find was Jesus Christ. And what was inside of her so needed him that she said, if I can just touch the lowest part of him, I know in myself that I will be healed. Healing starts on the inside. Healing starts when you make up in your mind that no matter what takes place, no matter what the doctors say, no matter what the report is, no matter what the circumstances look like, if all that I have is Jesus, that is all that I need. He is a healer. He is a healer. He has never stopped healing. The same power that worked in this passage of Scripture is the same power that is at work today. That same fire we spoke about last night is the same fire that produces healing today. You can't have fire and not have healing. Because he doesn't just burn out part and leave part. He burns it all. Fire and healing are synonymous. They go together. Even the Bible says in Revelation, he had hair like wool and eyes like fire. Fire is in him. It's who he is. And he is a healer. It all goes together. It encompasses who God is. God is a healer. In the book of Exodus, chapter 15, verse 26, he identified himself as that. He told the children of Israel, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. 
Healing is not just an attribute of God. It's not just a thing that he can do or does. It is who he is. He said, I am the Lord who heals you. I am the Lord who took stripes upon my body, who became, he that knew no sin became sin. He became the thing in us that needs to be healed, that needs to be restored and refreshed and delivered and renewed. Healing is an internal work that God does that manifests on the outside. All healing starts in here first, and then it fleshes out through here. That's the beauty of the work of God, that he would heal us in here so that way out here could look like what he's doing in here. And that's how physical healing manifests. Physical healing is the manifestation of what's being done on the inside spiritually. It's when your body starts to look like the power that's moving in you. It's when you start to look like the healer. It's when you start to look like what he's doing on the inside. And this passage of scripture speaks to this so much because it says she felt in her body that she was healed. In her body. She felt on the inside that something had changed on the inside of her. But notice what she did. The Bible says that she did not just hear. See, you're hearing that Jesus is a healer now, but she didn't just stop at hearing. She acknowledged the fact that he was a healer. When she heard about it, she said, that's it. He's what I need. There was an acknowledgement that took place on the inside of her. See, friends, I want to tell you something. There is power in acknowledgement. Turn to your, turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, have you acknowledged him? There's power when we simply daily acknowledge that he is with us, that he is there. And when she acknowledged him, that's when something started happening because acknowledgement is powerful. Let me ask you, when was the last time that you just stopped, said, God, I know that you're with me. God, you're here. God, your word says that you are ever present, that you are a help, that you never leave, you never forsake. When's the last time you just had a moment with God where you stopped everything and said, God, I thank you that you're right here, right now. Sometimes our miracle is waiting on our acknowledgement. Because when we acknowledge him, it unlocks something on the inside of us to then feel him, to then know him, to then be moving in his presence is because it's when she acknowledged Jesus then stuff started getting in motion in her life she acknowledged that he was there then she got up and she moved see here's the thing about acknowledgement acknowledgement activates faith he didn't say daughter it was the fact you touched me that healed you he said daughter your faith hath made thee whole And when she acknowledged, when she heard that Jesus was there, and then she acknowledged that the healer was there, her faith was activated to believe that if I can simply touch the hem of his garment, I know without the shadow of a doubt, regardless of what I've done and seen for 12 years, I know inside of me that I will be healed. And when she touched Jesus, daughter, thy faith, 
faith, the size of a grain of mustard seed, the Bible says, can move mountains. Even the smallest, most minuscule bit of faith has enough power to unlock the supernatural power of God in your life and heal whatever it is internally, externally, mentally, physically, whatever. Just that small amount of faith and acknowledgement positions you in the presence of the master to receive from who he is. And the tragedy of this scripture was that Jesus is surrounded by hundreds of people who were with him, but they did not acknowledge him. They were in his presence, but they weren't positioned to receive from him. It was cool to be around Jesus. It was cool to be walking with Jesus because here you are associated with the man who right before this had just cast all the legion of demons out of the man in the Gadarenes. We're walking with that guy. You see me walking with Jesus? I'm saved. I'm going to church. I'm doing it all right. I'm walk- Me and Jesus walking hand in hand. I know the Lord and the Lord knows me. Shatabohai. But you cannot stop at knowing. Knowing and acknowledging are different. Knowing God gets you into proximity with God. Acknowledging him gets you in motion with him. It connects you with him. It unlocks what's inside of you to unlock what's inside of him. And here's this woman, the most obscure person, who of all the people around him should not have gotten anything from him in all reality because here he is in the middle of all these people. And she presses past her infirmity, touches the hem of his garment, acknowledges that he's a healer, and he stops and says, Who touched me? We have a God that is touched with the feelings of our infirmities. He is an accessible God that we can go to at any moment and say, Father, I need you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. This is the beauty of a walk with Christ. We can receive from who he is by acknowledging who he is every day in our life. This is powerful. This is powerful when you realize the power of acknowledgement. Friends, listen, we are in a busy world. We legitimately have stuff going on every day, vying for our attention. Jobs, children, home, bills, houses, things that we've got to do, and that's not bad. But in the midst of all of it, we've got to remember to acknowledge who it is that we're walking this life out with. That we're not walking out this Christian life alone. We're walking with Jehovah Jireh, the Lord God, our provider. We're walking this thing out with the Lord that heals us. We are walking this thing out with God. Remember the scripture I quoted last night, if any man be in Christ, in Christ, connected in him, with him. Who touched me? Who touched something deep in me? In Christ. That's what it is. Turn to your neighbor and say, are you in Christ? Acknowledgement of God activates faith in God, but you must believe that God is able to heal. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, but without faith, 
it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Here is the woman with the issue of blood. She came believing that he is and found out that he was a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Boy, isn't that amazing? That God made himself so accessible that he will reward those who diligently seek him. Go all the way back in the scripture to Abram, crying out. God leads him out one day, tells him to look at the stars in the sky. I'll make you as numerous as this and as that. And they have this whole discord that goes on. And Abram has this question, God, how will you do this? Because I don't have a son. God tells him, I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. He rewards you with himself, and he is healing. And when you connect with God, when you acknowledge God, your life starts to manifest who God is. There's this exchange that takes place when you just acknowledge him every day and touch him. What is in him comes in to you, and what's in you starts to look like him. And then what starts to look like him starts to catch other people's attention. Seek first the kingdom of God. You can't seek the kingdom without getting the king. And that is the pursuit of our life, the seeking after him. And when you seek after him and you touch him, that's when the healing starts to manifest in our life. Is this all right? When she acknowledged and touched Jesus, virtue came out of him. This is the only place in Scripture where healing manifested this way. This is the only recorded place in Scripture where healing manifests this way. This woman touches him, and it's such a powerful moment that Jesus stops and says, Whoa, what just happened? Well, what would it be like? If today, this evening, tomorrow, this week, you had a moment where you acknowledge God and God just stops and says, whoa, somebody just touched me. And in the midst of all the people who were associated with Jesus, in the midst of all the people who had grown so comfortable being around Jesus, Jesus stops and he focuses on her. She got his attention because what was in her needed what was in him. And what was in her found what was in him. What was in her unlocked what was in him because he is a faithful and just God. He's a loving father. If you, though being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more does your heavenly father want to give good gifts to those who ask of him? The Bible says. And this is the God that we serve. This is the beauty of the God that we serve, that he wants to exchange. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, the Bible says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And there's some of you here that you've been carrying a heavy yoke that God is wanting to exchange today. You've been carrying a yoke that God's wanting to put his yoke on you so you can learn from him. He's wanting to exchange and heal and restore and set free and deliver. But it all starts when you say, God, 
You're the one. Jesus, I need you. I need you. I don't need stuff. I don't need money. I don't need cars. I don't need platforms. I don't need clothes and shoes. I would love to have more hair, but I don't need it. God, I need you. I need you. It all starts there. That's what salvation is. It's God, I need you to come into me. And if we're not careful, we will get so used to the fact that he came into us that we will forget that it's a journey with him. Remember what I said last night? Did our hearts not burn within us as he spoke to us along the road? He did something in them as he walked with them. Who touched me? I was moving and doing stuff, but who, who touched me? I was walking with church people, but who touched me? I was walking with people that knew of me, but who needed me? Who wanted me above everything else? And it's the ones that want him are the ones that find him. If you will seek me, you will find me, is what he said in his word. It's a promise that if we will go after him, he's made himself so available. He says, here I am, all of me. All of me. Whatever she needed was in him, and she found it when she found him. And that's the God that we serve. He doesn't just unlock part of himself. He's fully accessible to those who say, God, I want all of you. Well, I feel this today. I feel this so strong today because I feel the yearning heart of God reaching into the hearts of this people today saying, come closer to me. I want you. You. I want you. I want you. I want you. I want you. All of you so that way you can have all of me. And it starts when a group of people just lift their hands and say, God, give me more of you. Can we do that right now? In this room, come on, can we just lift our hands? God, we want you. Come on, just ask him. Just ask him. God, we want you. 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 I wanted the King James Version of this scripture because of what it says specifically. It says that she was made whole. He said, daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. Thy faith has made thee complete. And this is the thing about the healing of God. It is complete. When he heals, he heals it all. Daughter. Thy faith has restored everything that you lost. And notice what the Bible says. She felt in her body. She didn't just notice that the external bleeding had stopped. Before it ever manifested outside, it started inside. She felt in her body that she had been made whole. Every piece of dignity that she had lost over the course of 12 years came right back. 
every piece of shame that she had felt for 12 years was washed away. Every feeling of uselessness, of hopelessness, of wanting to give up, she felt in her body. It was all done. When she just said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I know that I will be made whole. I know that he'll give it all back to me. Blessed be your name, God. Blessed be your name. You are the God who heals from the inside out. I know today, God, if we can just touch the hem of your garment, we will be made whole. Daughter, thy faith has healed you. Son, thy faith has healed you. Be made whole. I feel the wholeness of God coming in this room right now. There's some of you in here, there are some pieces and some things missing in you. This morning, God is making you whole. Be made whole, friend. Be made whole. There it is. Oh, it's so beautiful. Be made whole. Be made whole. Be made whole. Just worship him for a second. Just worship him. Just touch the hem of his garment. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Thou son of David, have mercy on us today, God. Lord, you've been gracious and kind. And you've given us all that we need. You made a way for us to get here. But God, all we want is you. All we want, God, is you. All we want, God, is you. While you're worshiping, I want to tell you a story. Some of you may know my story. Some of you may not, but... A few years ago, I went through a divorce, and it was one of the worst times of my life. It was a death that I couldn't grieve. And I'll never forget my soul just being ripped apart. My first wife, details are what they are, but she left me for someone else. And I'll never forget Lost my house, my things, everything. We lost it all. I had to get rid of it all. And I'll never forget, I got a small apartment. And I would go home every day after work, and I would sit on the couch, and the couch faced the door. And for hours, I would stare at the door. I wouldn't blink. I would stare at the door and wait for the door to open, hoping that it was a nightmare that would end. The door never opened. Broken every day didn't want to live I'm an old southern boy got weapons galore 
gave my dad my safe and the keys to it. I said, do not give these back till you know I'm ready. I was in a bad place. I didn't want to live. Lost everything. But something came up in me. I said, if I can just touch him, I know this will be all right. So I got up off the couch, and I, I still had a key to the church at the time, and I would just go in the church, and I would just reach out to him. I would just cry out to him. Sometimes I would walk the floor. Trenton, you remember the building, big front stage. I would just walk the building. No lights, no one knew I was there, pitch dark, and I would just cry out to him until what was in me shifted to what was in him. Six, seven, eight, nine hours, I didn't care. I would stay pushing while I was bleeding until what was in me changed. Until I felt in my body that at least for that day, I was all right. And I'll never forget. I went home one night and I laid on the floor in my apartment and just started crying out to God for healing. Everything was done. There was no restoring it. The process was done. The divorce was final. I knew I had to move on. And I laid on the floor in that apartment on my face with my hands. And just started trying to touch his garment. Just acknowledging him. Just praying and reaching out to him. And I will never forget till the day I die. I felt his presence come into that room. And I was so scared to look up. I didn't. I didn't lift my head. Couldn't move. I just knew that he was there. And he just took it all away. Healed me from the inside out. I felt in my body that I was healed. And what was on the inside then manifested on the outside. He put back in me everything that was lost. And in that moment, I was made whole. I'm not preaching something that I've read in scripture. I was the woman with the issue of blood. I was bleeding. And he dried it all up. And it was like it never even happened after that. That is how beautiful the God that we serve is. That is the healer that I came to know. That's why I believe in healing today. He's a good God. Isn't he a good God? And that healing is not momentary. It's eternal. It's forever. It's continuous. Go and be healed. Go be made whole. And that's what I want to leave with you this morning, friends. I want to pray for you. That you would leave here today healed and whole. One more time, would you close your eyes and lift your hands? Almost 10 years ago, I had that moment with God. And I pray right now in Jesus' name that you would have a moment with God yourself. 
just like I did, because that same presence is here. We're just going to take about a minute. I'm not going to say a word, but just connect with the Lord all by yourself. Just about a minute.